Hey friends, thanks for joining in on another episode of Cast the Word. Today's episode is on the Pool of Bethesda. Friends, thank you so much for joining in today on another episode. I want to talk to you today on the topic, the Pool of Bethesda. And if you want to follow along with me, this scripture is pulled from John chapter 5, starting in verse 1. And I'm going to read nine verses today to uh, lay the foundation for our episode. Starting in verse 1, John 5 says, After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first, after the stirring of the water, was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity thirty-eight years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been in that condition a long time, Jesus said to him, Do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed, and walked. This story outlines a certain pool that was called Bethesda. In this story, an angel would come down at certain times, and the angel would stir up the water. The first person that entered the water after the angel stirred it up was made well of whatever disease that they had. To receive the miracle from the pool of Bethesda, you had to be at the right place at the right time. And you had to be the first to get into that pool to receive the miracle. You had to be at the pool during the right season in order to receive your spiritual breakthrough. You had to be able to discern when the waters were being stirred. And finally, you had to be the first person to get into the waters. All of this had to be working in your favor in order to be able to receive the blessing from the pool of Bethesda. There are numerous scriptures in the Bible where the Holy Spirit is likened unto water. We see this in Isaiah and in John chapter 7, which we will quote that scripture later on in this episode. But suffice it to say that as we think about the healing miracles at the pool of Bethesda, I want to challenge us to think of this from a spiritual application as well. Because truth be told, we all have infirmities, right? We all have problems that we face each and every day. We all have diseases, either in the physical or in the spiritual realm. We all have a desire to have an experience where the Holy Spirit stirs up the waters and we all have a desire to jump in, right? So let's keep that in the forefront of our minds as we talk about the pool of Bethesda today. Many people today walk through life teetering on the edge of the pool of Bethesda, spiritually speaking. They're just steps away from receiving their breakthrough moment. Yet they are, for some reason, always seeming to miss out on their opportunity. They feel like they're just a little too late. 
They may get feelings like God has forgotten about them. They seem to pray and pray again, and all they can hear is the enemy whispering in their ears that God's forgotten about you. God doesn't love you. Those prayers are not being heard. You're going to sit here in this moment for the rest of your days. You'll never see the move of God again. But the devil is a liar. We talked about fighting hopelessness in the last episode. The devil can't tell the truth even if he wanted to. And you may have been sitting on the sidelines for 38 years, but today you're going to get into that pool. I believe it. These type of people I'm referring to feel like that if I could have just got to the pool 10 minutes sooner, I would have received my moment. Instead, they're sitting on the sidelines watching and waiting. And somehow it seems that people all around them just seem to always get into that pool quicker. Maybe they discern the stirring of the waters. Maybe they're the first to get into that pool. Somehow, some way, people all around them are just a few minutes quicker getting into that pool before you. But in the spiritual sense, that pool is always available for us today. It's available for you and it's available for me. The key thing that I want to focus on right here, right now, is that in this story, we hear about a, a healing application. We hear about a moment of opportunity for a healing breakthrough. But spiritually speaking, taking this story and applying it in the spiritual sense, that pool is available for us right here, right now. We're able to receive our spiritual breakthrough as long as we discern that God is working for us, not against us. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. If God's for you, then who can be against you? That's the scriptures that we need to hold on to to believe that our spiritual breakthrough is coming. The other key thing to focus on in this story is that Jesus could have walked up to any person that day. But he decided to walk up to the man who struggled with this affliction for 38 years. And he said to him, do you want to be made well today? Jesus had his eyes on him that very day. And he has his eyes on you and I right now as well. Jesus is aware of your circumstances today. He's aware of the tears that you cried last night. He's aware of the tossing and the turning that we do night after night, conflicted and perplexed in our minds. He's aware of the anxieties that we face every day and the burdens that you carry on your back. He's aware of the struggles that, that we go through. He's aware of the prayers that you've been sowing for lost loved ones and for healings and for deliverances and you name it. He knows about it. But today, those burdens, those anxieties, and those struggles, those tears and that pain that you're facing is about to be washed away in the pool of Bethesda. Because today, I believe Jesus has his eyes zoned in on you. I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to hit that target. That's the bullseye right on your heart, like he always does. Because today, I believe, is the day that he's coming to you and tapping you on the shoulder and asking, do you want to be made well? Do you want that physical healing? Do you want that mental deliverance? Do you want that spiritual breakthrough that you're praying for? He's telling you that today is your day. He's telling you that today is the day for your breakthrough. He's telling you that you've been sitting on the sidelines for too long. And he's reminding you today that he has an answer specific to you and to your needs because he's seen your circumstances and he's got an answer for you today, a custom-made response just for you. He's aware of how long you've been laying on the sidelines. And, and today, like I said, is the day that we're going to get up and we're going to be made whole in Jesus' name. Not, not tomorrow, not next week or next month, but I believe today is the day where Jesus is asking, do we want to be made well? There are areas in all of our lives that I believe we've been holding on to for too long. 
I know that there are areas I can relate to when I think about that. And these things, you know what yours are. You know what the, that thing is that you're holding on to, whatever it is. And you know the time that has passed by in which you've been holding on to it. And we know that if we do that for a period of time, that can start discouraging us for believing in our moment of opportunity. Sometimes the things that we carry weigh us down, right? Maybe it's shame and guilt from our past. Maybe it's a particular circumstance that we're holding on to right now that's weighing us down in the spiritual sense. And the fact is that none of us are perfect. We all have things that need to be washed away. And and every now and then, maybe we need a, a renewing. Maybe we need a refreshing, right? In verse 3 of John chapter 5, the Bible says that there was a great multitude of impotent folks there. The Passion Translation translate that scripture by saying that by the pool laid hundreds of sick people, people who were paralyzed, blind, and crippled. And in the church today, in the body of Christ, I believe that we too have many people who are spiritually paralyzed, blind, and crippled, all waiting for their moment of opportunity. Maybe they've been waiting so long that they've given up. They said, like the man laying there for 38 years, I have no one to put me in the water. They make excuses. I've been here too long. There's no fixing me. There's no one to help me get in. There's no one to push me in. But just like I said earlier, Jesus has his eyes on you this very day, this very hour. So today is the day where we ask ourselves this. Am I in a season where I feel spiritually paralyzed? Am I in a season where I feel spiritually blind? Do I feel numb to the spiritual things today? Do I feel like I'm not as hungry as I once was? Do I feel like I'm not as thirsty as I used to be for the spiritual things in life? Well, the Holy Spirit, I believe, is going to prick our hearts today and remind us that we are right next to the pool of Bethesda, and it's time for us to take a swim. I'm so tired of lounging by the sidelines, watching everyone else walk by and jump in and receive their blessing. I'm I'm tired of sitting on the lounge chair, soaking in the sun while everyone else is jumping in the pool. Today's my day, and today's your day as well. Jesus said in John 7, 37, I told you we'd come back to that scripture earlier on. John 7, 37 says, On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. That's what I'm talking about today. And I don't know about you, but I'm not only thirsty, I'm parched. Because we all know walking through this world can can sometimes feel like a spiritual desert, can't it? We can feel like we get bruised and scraped up walking around in this life and the the cares of this life can weigh us down so easily and, and the inflictions that we face throughout this life can scrape us up and tear us up. And I believe that if we see, could see each other in this realm, sometimes maybe we'd look like we just got out of a boxing match, right? The, the issues of this life seem to just beat us up and tear us down. Because what the world has to offer the believers in God is really nothing pretty. We got to forsake the cares of this life, right? And push on to spiritual things and think about our eternal home. But we're pressing together toward the mark. That's what we're doing. We're pressing towards the mark. We're holding fast to that prize which is before us. We're like those relay racers. We talked about in a few episodes back, passing the baton. We're like relay racers running towards that finish line. 
we're holding fast to the truths of this word, the word of God. The world may not believe it, and the world may think that the Christian community is crazy, but we believe we stand flat-footed and stand on the word of God because we believe it's the truth because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen? And we're renewing ourselves constantly by the washing of the word. We read that in Romans 12, to be renewed by the washing of the word. And and though we may have those scrapes and bruises on us in the spiritual realm, though we may feel like this, this life has beat us up every now and then, we got to continue pushing forward because I believe we've come to the right place today because we're at the pool of Bethesda and the waters are stirring up and Jesus has his eyes on you and me and on our afflictions this very hour and he's asking us do we want to be made well so i got a few questions i want to ask you today that i want us all to reflect on three questions i'm going to ask you the first question are you ready are you ready many people were at the pool of bethesda this was a place where the bible says hundreds laid waiting for the pools to be stirred up and it was a first come first serve opportunity this means if you wanted your breakthrough you had to be ready You had to be there at the exact time. You had to discern the exact moments the waters were being stirred, and you had to be the first to jump in. Thankfully for us in this dispensation in the church age that we're living in right now, it's not a first-come, first-serve opportunity. Let all who are willing come and take of the waters freely, right? But just because we do live in in that dispensation does not mean that we can still not miss our moment of opportunity. Let me phrase that a little better. Just because we're in the church age, we can still miss our moment of opportunity, right? It's available for all of us right now, but we still have to act on it. We still have to be spiritually minded. We still have to be spiritually guarded and spiritually ready for our moment of a breakthrough. And if we're not, we can miss our moment of opportunity, right? Do you want to miss your your opportunity for a breakthrough, or are you ready to jump in? That's the question that we have to ask ourselves. Are we are we wanting to be a group of people that sits on the sidelines, or do we want to be the first ones to get in? The second question I want to ask you today is, do you want to experience something deeper? The first question is, are you ready for it? The next question is, do you want to experience it? The first question applies to people who are way far away from the pool. Maybe they're watching from afar. The, the second question is for the people that might be a little closer to the pool, but the question is, do you want to get in the pool? Do you want to just still watch from the sidelines, or do you want to get in? Do you want to be the first person to jump in when the waters get stirred, or do you want to be the person that's way, way out there watching from afar when everyone else is pushing in, when everyone else is pressing in, when everyone else around you is ready to go a little bit deeper, when everyone else around you is ready to push in a little bit further? I'm talking about spiritually minded people here. I'm talking about, do you want to experience the deeper things of God, or are you okay with surface level truths? The Bible says that we need to get past the point of drinking milk. We need to start eating meat, right? We need to be not we we can't be babes in the in in Christ forever. We got to grow up, right? We got to mature, we got to develop, we got to deepen our relationship with Christ. We got to continue pushing forward, learning more, 
calling deep unto deep. And and prayer is a great way to do that, right? Getting in the Word of God and reading and studying, showing yourself approved and, and praying and building that relationship with Christ. Those are things that separate the babes from the mature. And we're all maturing, right? We're all, we're all growing, no matter if you're a new convert or if you've been walking with Christ for decades, we're all growing. We may know a little bit more, but we may have a little bit more experience, but we're all still growing. There's still maturity left for us until we're in the casket, you know, into our eternal home. There's still opportunities to grow. So the first question is, are you ready? The second question is, do you want to experience something deeper with Christ? And the third question I want to ask you today is what kind of excuses are setting you back? This last point we haven't really dove too deep into, but it's a main point of the story. If you're familiar with this story, I'm sure this is a very popular story, so I'm sure most of you have heard it. But in verse 6, Jesus saw the man, the man that had had the affliction for 38 years. He saw him lying there and knew that he had already been in that condition a long time. Notice that. Jesus saw him and knew his condition. We talked about that earlier. He knows where we are in our lives. He knows how long we've struggled with certain things. He knows how long we've prayed for certain things. Jesus knew that that man had been in that condition a long time, and he said to him, do you want to be made well? This is really a yes or no question. This goes back to what we're discussing at the beginning. Jesus looked at the man and knew he was in that position for a long time. He knew his circumstances, and when that question was being asked, the correct answer was yes, right? The correct answer was, yes, I want to be made well. It wasn't a, give me an excuse for why you're still sitting here. It was a yes or no question. But listen to his the man's response in verse 7. It says, The sick man answered him, saying, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. So the first thing out of his mouth was an excuse that no one was there to help me and that everyone seems to beat him into the pool. The question is, do we want a breakthrough in our church today? Do we want a breakthrough in our lives today? Do we want a breakthrough in the body of Christ today? The question is, do you want the breakthrough? Or are you letting your excuses set you aside? Are you letting your excuses become a hindrance for you moving forward and moving deeper and getting into the pool? You know, are, are, are your problems or your afflictions starting to become so burdensome that you're now more focused on that than being focused on the God who created everything around you? Are you more focused on your excuses and how long you've been in this season that you're in right now that when God comes up and taps you on the shoulder and says, do you want to progress? Do you want to a moment of a breakthrough? Do you want to experience something deeper? What is your answer to that question? Is your answer, yes, Lord, I want it. Yes, Lord, I want to go deeper. Yes, Lord, I want to experience something stronger. Or are you saying, well, Lord, I've been here for 38 years. I'm comfortable where I am. Even every time I try, something comes against me. No, 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 that isn't the question. The question that the Holy Spirit is asking and urging us today is, do you want to experience something deeper in your relationship with Christ? The correct answer is yes, Lord. Not only yes, Lord, but right now. Do a new work in me right now. That's the answer. 
Let God arise in our lives. He's ready. We just got to let him in. We've got to set the atmosphere for him to be welcome. We've got to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Why do you think most church services start off their services with praise and worship? Not just because they like to hear the choir's voice, but because the beginning of the service is laying that foundation where we're telling the Lord, thank you, Lord, for what you've done on the cross. I'm thanking you for it. I'm praising you, Lord. I praise you for what you've done for me in my life. I praise you for the salvation that you've offered to me because of what you did on the cross. And I worship you for who you are. Thanksgiving, praise, and worship. The outer court, the inner court, and the holy of holies. That's where we got to be. We got to push in. Do you want to experience it is the question. And if the answer is yes, then we got to lay aside our excuses. The man that was at the at, had that condition for 38 years, he offered up an excuse to, to Jesus. When Jesus asked him, do you want to be made well? His response was, there's no one to help me in. Every time I try, people get in before me. When the correct answer was yes, Lord. And I pray that our excuses in our life don't become hindrances for us to move forward because God's willing. God wants us to move deeper. It's not him that's preventing it. It's it's us. We're the obstacle to get over. I'm the obstacle to get over if I want to have a deeper relationship with the Lord. It's not my wife. It's not my children. It's not my pastor. It's not my church. It's not the songs that they sing on Sunday morning. It's me. It's me. It's me. Lord, decrease me and increase you in my life. That must be our prayer if we want to continue moving forward and continue progressing, and if we want to experience a moment of opportunity at the Pool of Bethesda. Amen. So this was a spiritual lesson, a spiritual talk, I guess, from a natural story. So I hope that this blessed you today. I hope that it encouraged you in some capacity. I pray that you guys continue to push and continue to progress in your spiritual walk with Christ. Thank you all so much for your continued support. If you haven't, please feel free to share this podcast with your friends and family. Uh, We really appreciate the growth that we have seen on this platform recently. Give us a like on this podcast episode of This Blessed You. If you're listening through the uh, Podbean app, you can heart the episode. You can also leave comments. We love getting comments on our episodes. We respond to every comment that we get. And uh, if you feel led to give to this ministry, you can do so through Podbean as well. If you're listening to the app, there's a Be a Patron button, or you can go to casttheword.podbean.com. We'll put a link in the in the comments of this episode. You can go there as well. If you feel led to do that, God bless you in your giving. Friends, stay strong in the faith, continue pushing, and continue ex- wanting to experience something deeper in Christ. Stay strong in the faith, and I look forward to talking to you next time.